0: Welcome to our worship today. Thanks today go to Babs for our psalm and to Emily Derling for the snippet of music after the sermon. We also thank the choristers of St Martin in the Fields for our two hymns, Be Still for the Presence of the Lord, which we'll sing in a moment, and Come Down, O Love Divine, at the end of the service. You can find the words on the church website, so do join in at home. Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you, and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. As we begin our worship, let us think of the week that's passed and all that's happened in it. The resurrection of Jesus proclaims that love is stronger than hatred, hope is stronger than despair, life is stronger than death. So we can turn to him in faith and trust, just as we are, and we can know that nothing we've done is beyond God's power to forgive. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, The special prayer for the day of Pentecost. God, who, as at this time, taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending to them the light of your Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit to have a right judgment in all things and evermore to rejoice in his holy comfort through the merits of Christ Jesus our Saviour, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and for ever. Amen.
1: A reading from Psalm 104. There is the sea, vast and spacious, teeming with creatures beyond number, living things both large and small. There the ships go to and fro, and the Leviathan, which you form to frolic there. These all look to you to give them their food at the proper time. When you give it to them, They gather it up. When you open your hand, they are satisfied with good things. When you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord endure for ever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. He who looks at the earth and it trembles who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. But may sinners vanish from the earth and the wicked be no more. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord.
0: Our reading today comes from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, beginning at the first verse. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and Proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. What's your mother tongue, your native language? That might seem like a simple question. English, Dutch, Swahili, whatever you grew up speaking. But actually, it seems to me that our mother tongues are almost infinitely varied. For a start, there are regional variations. When I moved up from Devonshire to Hull to go to university, it took me a good six months to work out what people were saying at all. Mind you, I came to love some of the turns of phrase I encountered. Like the lovely elderly lady I used to visit, who told me that she lived with herself, a common Hull phrase. It sounded so much more companionable than living alone. And the paths that ran between the backs of the houses... They were back lanes where I grew up, but they were ten foots in Hull, a very precise term because that's how wide they were. As well as regional differences, our mother tongue, our own unique pattern of speech, can mark out our social background, our educational level, our gender or age. Teenage jargon is meant to be incomprehensible to older people, giving them space to be and become whoever they are. Different jobs come with different languages too, technical terms and acronyms that are baffling to outsiders. And church services are full of odd-sounding words, even the so-called modern services. How many of us talk about salvation, sin, grace or redemption in the supermarket? Liturgical language can be beautiful like poetry. It can mark out worship as a different sort of activity a different space where something different might happen, but it can also send out a message that those who don't understand it aren't welcome. Ultimately, our mother tongue, our native language, is something unique to each of us, shaped by our background and experiences. We can tell if a letter is genuinely from a well-known friend because we know their speech patterns, the kinds of things they would and wouldn't say. Our mother tongue expresses who we are. It's a great joy to find someone who understands it, who gets where we're coming from. If you've ever been an immigrant or visitor in another country, or a new recruit in a a jargon-filled job, or the only woman in a room full of men, or the only man in a room full of women, or a child in an adult world, or an adult in a child's world, you'll know how important that is. How easily you can be made to feel that you don't belong, because you don't speak the language. There were a lot of people feeling like that in our Bible reading today. Jerusalem was full of people from far-flung parts of the ancient worlds. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, and all the rest in that long list we heard. Who are all these people, and why are they here? The answer is that many of them had probably come to Jerusalem specifically for this feast, the Feast of Pentecost, one of the great feasts of the Jewish year. Pente means means 50 in Greek, and this feast came 50 days after Passover. It's called Shavuot in Hebrew. Many of these visitors would have been Jewish by descent, but their ancestors had left Israel generations before, exiled by war or lured by economic opportunity. The new communities they'd established were spread right across the ancient world, and like migrants everywhere, they'd inevitably picked up the customs and languages of the people they lived among. Their mother tongues weren't the Aramaic language spoken by their ancestors, and still spoken by Jerusalem's permanent residents at that time. They spoke whatever everyone else around them spoke. Jerusalem was still home. It was the centre of their faith, but they probably didn't feel anything like as at home as they hoped they might. Added to these expat Jews, there were also proselytes, converts from other faiths, who would have felt even more excluded. Imagine their surprise then when they heard a bunch of local people apparently speaking their languages. What were the chances of anyone in Jerusalem knowing that dialect you'd been brought up with on the high plateaus of Cappadocia or the deserts of Libya? How is it that we hear each of us in our own native language, our own mother tongue, they ask? And so might we. People have wasted a lot of time trying to understand and explain this miracle, but in the end it's not the how which the writer wants us to focus on, It's the why and the so what. I have no idea how someone might suddenly start spouting ancient Parthian out of nowhere. But I do know what it feels like to encounter someone who speaks your language when you thought no one else did. When you discover that someone else understands you when you thought no one else would. It's profoundly comforting. It makes you feel you belong that what you're hearing is for you. And that's what this strange episode is meant to convey. For the disciples too, it was an affirming moment. Jesus had given them what seemed like an impossible task before he left them for the last time. They were to take God's message of love out to the ends of the earth, to people and cultures they couldn't begin to imagine. Most of them had probably never set foot outside their own native land, so how could they do it? The answer was that they couldn't, but God could. As God's Holy Spirit, God here and now, God with us and in us, flooded into those disciples' hearts like a rushing wind, like a roaring fire, they realised that God wasn't confined by language or culture. The whole earth was his creation full of his creatures, as today's psalm reminds us. Nowhere was foreign territory to him. Everywhere was home. Every path, every field, every hidden valley, every obscure little patch of scrubland, every shack in every shanty town was home to him. Every language was his mother tongue, his native language, even yours, even mine. We often struggle to make ourselves understood to others. We stumble about looking for words to express ourselves, but we can't find them. Or we talk all the time, but never really feel we've been heard. It often feels like there's a gulf between us and those around us that we can't can't cross. But there's no gulf between us and God. Psalm 139 says... There is not a word on my tongue, but you, O Lord, know it altogether. God understands and speaks each of our native languages, our mother tongues. And he doesn't have to translate them, because they're all his own native language too. We don't have to speak to him in posh words, dressed up words, long words, churchy words. We don't even have to use words at all. He can understand the words we want to say but just can't find. The spirit prays within us, says St Paul, in sighs too deep for words. God gets it. That thing you're trying to say, that anguish or that joy you know you'll never find words for. He gets it because he made you and he knows you and he loves you. That's what these visitors to Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost suddenly understood. That's what transformed them. And it can transform us too. Amen. this day of Pentecost, we pray for God to fill us with his Spirit. Generous God, we thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit. We ask that we may be strengthened to serve you better. We thank you for the gifts of your Holy Spirit. We ask you to equip us for the work you have given us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we thank you for the fruit of your Holy Spirit. We ask you to reveal in our lives the love of Jesus. We pray for our community, for our friends, family and neighbours, for our friends in lavender fields, for our schools as they prepare to open again, for businesses seeking the way forward. For those who are working from home and those who have no work. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we thank you for the wisdom of your Holy Spirit. We ask you to make us wise to understand your will. We pray for the leaders of nation and church and the world. We pray for your wisdom for them as they make decisions that affect us all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we thank you for the healing of your Holy Spirit. We ask you to bring reconciliation and wholeness where there is division, sickness and sorrow. We pray for those in the medical professions, for carers paid and unpaid, for those who protect our physical and mental health. We pray for those who are sick in body, mind or spirit, lifting them to you in a moment of silence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you for the breath of your Holy Spirit, given to us by the risen Lord, filling us with your life. We pray for those who have gone before us into the life of heaven. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Generous God, you sent your Holy Spirit upon your Messiah at the River Jordan and upon the disciples in the upper room. In your mercy, fill us with your Spirit. Hear our prayer and make us one in heart and mind to serve you with joy for ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our risen Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And so as we come towards the end of this service, we share the peace with one another. I just invite you to think of someone, maybe part of our congregation, maybe someone else who's in your heart today to think of them as you hear these words. Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us pray. Keep us, good Lord, under the shadow of your mercy. In this time of uncertainty and distress, sustain and support the anxious and fearful, and lift up all who are brought low, that we may rejoice in your comfort, knowing that nothing can separate us from your love, in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. May Christ, who out of defeat brings new hope and a new future, fill you with his new life and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen.